Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney WTF, where we talk about what's the fuss about Disney. We're a Disney couple, and one of us is a Disney lover, and one of us is still trying to figure all this stuff out, but somehow we figured out a way to make this relationship work. Yeah. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Ask me why I'm so excited. Why are you so excited? We are leaving for Japan in eight hours. We are. That is... 100% correct. I have not packed one bit. No, but I'm not stressed out because all my stuff is packed. And that's just something that you are going to have to deal with after this show. There's a there's a charger that I packed and that's it. Like I have one charger packed. Well, and you have your suitcase that you left packed from our Disney trip this past <laughs> weekend that you never actually unpacked. Yes. So you've got, you know, a few things in there. That's good. That's true. Well, I'll, I'll figure it out. I know you will. It makes me nervous, though. Headlines. All right. The first headline is Disney is actually conducting a survey of potential resort features that they might introduce in the, all the Disney resort hotels. Okay. Do you want to know what they are? Yes. Okay. The first one is a welcome sequence. When you actually go into the room, the curtains open and music plays and there's like a customizable something to your fast pass plans, but that's not all. Okay. <laughs> there also might be a opening character, like a character of your choosing, giving you like a welcome to once you get to your room. There also might be the ability to post or to have your photo pass pictures displayed on your TV in your room. Oh, that's pretty cool. There's a lot of things that they asked on this survey yeah. that they might introduce. Like they're thinking about piloting some new stuff. Mm -hmm. Those, You know what's crazy about that? Those seem like real small things. You know, like real small little details of someone's trip. Well, do you think that it's so small that it might not be worth worth it? Well, do? no. I mean, because everything is worth it, you know, given on depending on how much it means to someone. So I wouldn't say that. Well, that's deep and true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yes, it's true. But I'm wondering if, one, if there's going to be an extra charge for any of these or if they're not going to extra charge you necessarily, but increase the resort hotel prices or, you know, anything like that. Like what those yeah, sorts but of things are going to be. Yeah, but that's going to come with everything, though. Like every change is going to be some way or form either calculated or has been calculated for in, in, in some previous change, like, you know, 50 cents per ticket increase could have gone to the new, you know, new small detail features of Disney bucket, you know, mm -hmm. and then that could just be in there and like, that's all budgeted for. Yeah. So, which it always has anything that's new either is a calculated loss or a calculated gain. Yeah. I would have liked to have gotten that survey cause I'm kind of, I mean, anything that they're going to add into the resort mm -hmm. room experience, I think would be super cool. But didn't you get surveyed like when, when we were leaving Magic Kingdom? I did didn't you? actually take the survey. Because I got an email about it. Yeah, I did too. So maybe that's the survey. Did you look at it? No, I didn't open it. And okay, it expired well. after two days. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Isn't that today? Well, it would have been... Pro if, if two days means 48 hours, then it would have already expired. Oh, well. You lost your chance. I know, to have my, <laughs> my voice heard... It's pretty unfortunate. But anyways, moving on. The next headline is about a ride called Stitch's Great Escape. Have you ever ridden it? No. Neither have I. Where is it? It's in Magic Kingdom. It's across the way from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Mm -hmm. And it's among Disney people. It's one of those rides people hate. Disney people do not like this ride. Really? Yes. Let me give you a brief history Poor about Stitch. this. I Well, <laughs> let me give you a brief history. So it used to be called Alien Encounter, mm -hmm. which was the scariest ride in all of Disney history, in my opinion. And I'm sure a lot of people's opinions. Okay. So scary that when I was in middle school, I cried after leaving this ride because it was so scary. And what it was was like an alien breaking out and it was running around the room and it was completely dark and then it would breathe on your neck and they would literally have it breathe like on your neck. 
He's backing away. It's For those of you who can't see, he's <laughs> backing away from, from my description. It's a terrifying experience, it yes, sounds like. It, it, it totally was. And then what they did was they closed it and put Stitch in it instead. Because, you know, Lilo and Stitch is a very popular Disney property. Mm-hmm. Of course, they want to integrate it. But it just wasn't quite the scary experience that, that people loved about Alien Encounter. Mm-hmm. And... The ride has is very low in popularity, so much so that they don't even have it open year round, and they only have it open seasonally. So, with with it not being open year round, what what is it when it's closed? Like, what is it doing there? Well, that's part of the news. Is that now they have introduced a Stitch meet and greet for when the ride is closed down for the season. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. So you can still get your Stitch fix, but it's going to be in a character meet and greet. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the name that they're calling it is an homage to what the ride used to be. So it's it's Stitch's alien encounter character greeting. Makes sense. So pretty cool. Yeah. For those of you who like Stitch, pretty cool. Are those all of your headlines? Yeah, it is. Interesting because all of your headlines included character meets oh, somehow. Did- was that on purpose? All of them. Only one of them did. 50%. No, the other one did too. You talked about having a character greet you at your room. Well, not physically greet you, but more like, oh, you get a call from Goofy. Okay, well. Okay, fine. Yes. That's still kind of a character <laughs> meet. Like, even if you talk to him on the phone, you met him on the phone. Like, when I, oh yeah, like, have you met Joe yet? No, I haven't met Joe. We, you know, we met on the phone briefly. <laughs> but that was it. <laughs> Oh, Joe. <laughs> so you can insert Goofy into that and yeah. <laughs> you have a character meet. Yeah, that's true. In the, even if it is over the phone. Yes. Long so, distance relationship with Goofy. So being that your news was full of character meeting updates. Yes. It's a good segue to go into the main talk and focus of today's episode. Which is what? A trip report. Trip report. But this trip report to me, to me, this whole trip to Disney at every park was basically about like a small child, a two-year-old child meeting a character. Yes. That's all to me that seemed like this was about. So let's give a little background about the group that we were traveling with. So the group that our trip included was my sister, her husband, their two children, which is a two-year-old, Mackenzie, who is newly two. It was her birthday trip. That's why we went. And a six-month-old infant. Then you have Richie and I. And then you have my sister-in-law, Michelle, who joined us for, for some parts of the, of the weekend. And we have my mom, my dad, and my 88-year-old grandmother, so Paw, yeah. So we have who a, got attacked by by goats. Yes, pet, which we, let's, zoo. we'll go okay. in order. Sorry, <laughs> don't, super funny. Don't spoil the fun. Okay. All right. So that's the group that we were traveling with, and Richie and I. It was it was a weekend trip, and Richie and I traveled up after work on Thursday night. We didn't arrive to our vacation home that we were staying at, which I highly recommend. By the way, we didn't arrive until 3 a.m. and we were very, very tired. But Friday was going to be a big, big day because that was Mackenzie's actual birthday. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we did that day was go to Cape May Cafe Minnie's Beach Bash Breakfast, which is a character breakfast where you can meet Mickey, I'm sorry, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. So Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, you get to meet at that, at that particular breakfast. And what are your thoughts, Ricard, from someone who's never really probably encountered characters much in, in your no. own life? I've, I mean, I'm sure when I was a child and I went to Disney that, that one or two times that I went, I'm pretty sure I might have like seen a character from afar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever like got close or touched or hugged. I don't, I don't remember any of that stuff. Um, I don't even have pictures, really. So, wh- but I instantly realized when I when I saw like this two year old girl, when I saw her her like her pure like joy and happiness in meeting a character made me think that that should be probably the only reason that you bring a child to Disney. Is like, just for the character meet and greet? Like and not just for, but like that should be the main focus. Because 
riding through, you know, seeing an animatronic or riding through a ride or looking at a show or, you know, them running around with other kids like at Disney, that isn't that isn't you can do all that stuff in other places, really. But the connection that they made at the time with that character, like being real is like the like pinnacle to me of what like Disney and that type of relationship, emotional bond mm-hmm. that Disney people have. Like to me, that is like the epitome of it. Well, what you're saying is the brainwashing starts early. Yes. Like, well, I mean, it's just so crazy because it doesn't work unless like that would have meant nothing unless she's been watching Disney and like watching Mickey and Minnie, you know, her whole life, basically. Right. So if she didn't have, you know, she was watching some other cartoons or whatever or like doing whatever it was that she was for her life and then just showed up at Disney, like she would have just saw like a real life mouse looking thing. Yeah, but Which I have a funny story later as we go through the day on Friday about a character who she's never met before. Yeah, but she, um, how was my chance of But she, because she's built like a relationship up with basically with Mickey or Minnie or and all these other characters, she is like, she immediately knew who they were. You know, it wasn't like she just saw a mouse looking thing and all that looks great. She immediately knew she said the name Donald, like you can see here saying Mickey, Minnie, whatever. She knew who it was. And for some reason, it wasn't just like her seeing it on TV. Like you can tell that she clearly knew the difference of it being on TV versus like it being in real life. And that was the like the coolest thing probably that I've ever seen at Disney. Mm-hmm. And it, it should be like the only, I mean, it should be the main focus. If you're going to bring children to Disney, like one, make sure that if you know that you're going to Disney to like pre prep them with watching Disney a lot, if they haven't already as a kid, because it would mean so much more if they can like fall in love with Mickey and Minnie on the TV, build that relationship through the TV and then see them like in person. That crap was real. Oh yeah, it definitely was. And I was worried that the the fact that they were not, you know, small characters on the TV and that they were real life coming at her, I was curious to see how she would react, if she mm-hmm. would be frightened. But no, it's it's like what you were saying, like that bond was already built because mm-hmm. she watches the shows on the Disney Channel and some of their movies. And she just knew right away that these characters are people who I love and I care a lot about. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go right up to them and give them a hug and call their name. And it was just, it was a really, really special thing to watch. And it was interesting to have have it happen during breakfast because... You know, you're running around trying to take pictures of the kid and like be a part of the experience yourself, like it, it but you still wanted to eat breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was pretty hectic there for a little while, especially when we first got there. Like we weren't sure. Oh, okay. I see Minnie coming around. Should we go get food? We should probably just wait. Let's just have some coffee for right now. Um, but it was, it was really, really cool to have that experience with her. And it was cool because every time that we had met with a, uh, with a character, it didn't seem rushed at all, really. Mm -hmm. Like the only, the only, I guess, you know, obviously being a two year old after her turn was over, she kind of felt like she wanted to chase down the character. So that was, you know, you, you tried to do damage control there in terms of like her not ruining the experience for another family. But I just feel like when the, what the characters did a great job at was when like Donald was with someone or some family, like their full attention was basically on them and it didn't feel like rushed at all. And even the cast members that were um, the ones that were like the blue shirt that were kind the of handlers, the handlers, the like handlers. when they were there, they I remember one of them coming by and like saying, hey, did you guys, you know, get a chance to meet everybody? Like, did you meet all the characters and stuff? So, you know, that was cool that they kind of ensured that as well. Um, but that was it was it was a crazy experience, I would say. Yeah. And just um, a couple things also just about the breakfast in general. The food was delicious. Food was good. It was a mix of things that would be good for kids. It was a mix of, with 
things that would be great for adults. So they had, you know, really nice refined salads, like brunch items, but they also had something like Mickey waffles that, mm -hmm. you know, any kid would love to have. Yeah. So the, the, the selection at Cape May Cafe for breakfast was really, really impressive. Because um, honestly, I thought I was just going to have waffles and bacon. Mm -hmm. But it was it was really, really delicious, and I felt really satisfied for a good portion of the day. And another thing that you had mentioned with the with the character handler asking if we were able to see every every character, we actually saw each character about three times. Yeah. And like you were saying, each and every time it was a very personal experience, and we really got to spend a lot of time with these characters. And something my sister pointed out was all the tables in the restaurant were not, it wasn't completely packed to the bone, mm -hmm. you know? And kind of makes it more better because like you don't need to get, get through all these other tables mm -hmm. in order to get that character moved through the restaurant, which they probably strategically do. Yeah. But remember we got there, like our reservation, I would say it was probably late. No, it wasn't. It was like smack dab in the middle of breakfast. In the middle of breakfast. So that's what I'm saying. Like if somebody would have done like, cause think about the, the park opens at nine, right? People want to eat before the park. So I think we got there like for the latter, like of, of that, what that was like. And, Cause then when we got there too, there was a tables there that were, people were there, but they ended up leaving, I think, cause to go start the day at the park. So I think if you would, if we would have had like a reservation at like seven, eight or nine, I think it would, it would have been different in terms of the amount of people that were there. I'm going to disagree with you because there were no reservations available for this breakfast. And I checked repeatedly so that we could get a good time for us. So I think they strategically keep it emptier so that they can allow for a good experience yeah. for the families. But then how do you explain when we got there that the whole section that we were in was packed with people? It wasn't. I think you did not see it properly then. Okay. I don't think it was packed. I remember seeing clearly that there was tables full of people like I remember getting there I saw there's a princess there there's the, they were they cleaned it we saw the lady cleaning the tables before mm. she left I'll get back to you on that one all right I'm just, <laughs> it's just a fact I saw that when I that's like one of the biggest things I noticed was like how many people were there and how she like when Minnie first came around there were still the families there that she still said hi to after that first round all those families left yeah and then they and then like it felt great because no one took the spots after that and we had that whole section to ourselves mm, interesting you have a point but i still think that they strategically do it okay okay <laughs> yeah and, and fun fact we learned about it mackenzie she she prefers donald to goofy so she was actually hugging goofy and was yelling out donald's name all the while she's hugging goofy and i felt bad for goofy yeah like <laughs> poor guy yeah he doesn't care He'd be fine. He might. I doubt it. Okay. Anyways. So after we left breakfast, um, Richie and I went to Magic Kingdom while my sister took the kids back to the uh, vacation home to take a nap. So they did nap time while we went to the Magic Kingdom. And initially when we got there, the parking lot at the Transportation and Ticket Center was not super packed at all. Mm -mm. In fact, we got there maybe around noon and we were able to have a walkable distance directly to the transportation ticket center. We did not have to take a tram to get back to our car, Yeah, which was really, really surprising, especially at that time of the day. Yeah, but I wonder if that's also because of the, um, wasn't there like an event that day, the Halloween party? Yeah. Which so how often does that happen? So the Halloween party happens select nights during the Halloween season. So ranging from September through October, although I think there was maybe a Halloween party late August. But um, is it like every Friday? Is it like random it's, days? It's or? random. Oh, okay. it, it gets more frequent as we get closer to the, the Halloween day, like the actual day of oh, Halloween. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, maybe it was because there was a Halloween party that night that we were there. So people weren't going to Magic Kingdom, but instead they wanted to go a little bit later on in the day. So once we got to Magic Kingdom, we walked down Main Street, just took in the ambiance and the scenes. We saw the Dapper Dans, 
which Ricard is the the singing group mm-hmm. that we saw, the barbershop quartet style group. They made me dance. Yes, they did. They singled out Richie as a male dancer as a, in, in their group. Yes. You did so great. I, I broke it down a little bit. Yeah. I showed my style. You have so much style. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and they all saw it. Yes, they saw it and they selected you. You've been chosen. Yeah. So something we did do before we met up with the rest of with excuse me with the rest of the group. Sorry, sorry that over. So something we did do before we met up with the rest of the group was go on the Walt Disney World Railroad. Yes, we did. That was my first trip on that. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean it's it was fairly relaxing, I would say. It wasn't much to see though. Like I thought it was going to be like a lot of cool views. Whereas it was just kind of like back through like woods and trees, which it was very, it was very detailed when, you know, they had like, um, I don't know what you call those things, like, like statues. The yeah. Like the Native American. And, and they had like the, you know, one little dog, I think that was like wagging his tail or something. That was, that was cool. I would say, but it wasn't like, I thought it was going to be like some crazy cool views of like the park. And I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was a lot higher, which it wasn't. It might have been like on ground level somehow. I don't know. I felt like it was going to be like overlooking, you know, the the park at some point. They should do something like that. I guess maybe I should have prefaced it to you. It's I mean, it's definitely one of the most relaxing rides in Magic Kingdom, but it's it's more of a way to it's like a ride, but it's also a form of transportation to get from one end of the park to the other. Yeah, Riding the monorail is definitely more enjoyable. Really? Yeah, I would say. Well, you get better views, I guess. That's that's exactly why. And it's air conditioned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this is like a steamed, like l- legit train. Tra- train, yeah, <laughs> that works off of steam. Whereas the, I think the monorail is more green, isn't it? It's like electric. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd definitely rather ride the monorail if I had to, like, in a circle than that thing. Okay. But it was cool though. It was cool. The the train itself is really cool. Well, so especially Walt. Exactly. Yeah. So especially like Mm -hmm. Walt, you know, that he loves trains. That train was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of the way it was designed and how it looked. But in terms of the ride experience, I would, uh, wouldn't be my favorite. So would you do it again? Well, yeah, I would do it again for, to get from point A to point B, (laughs) but not like for pleasure. You see, and I wanted to. I mean, I didn't care where we, what stop we got off, which would be either Frontierland or Fantasyland when you're coming from mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom. But I wouldn't have minded to take it all the way around, all the way back to where we started, just to have to have the full loop. Yeah. But since we were using it more for transportation purposes, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we do next? So next, we met up with my sister and the kids. And we had a fast pass for a meet and greet with Cinderella and Elena yes. of Avalor. Which I was not part of. I was eating. Yeah. During that time. Because I didn't fed all day because I was too uh, occupied with the meet and greet at breakfast. <laughs> so I was eating then, which I, I had the I had macaroni with barbecue chicken mm-hmm. at a location near the carousel. You got it from Friar's Nook. That's where I ate. Yep. Which is nice because it has a nice outdoor seating area that is very well covered. Oh, so yeah. it's a nice place to sit and just chill. Yeah. It, it is a very, very nice seating area. You can watch the carousel go around, just people watch, which I really enjoy doing at the parks, especially when I used to have my solo travels. Um, but it's, it's super relaxing, too, mm-hmm. just to hang out there under the shade. So once we met up with them, we went, it was me, my sister, and Mackenzie going into the meet and greet. And once we got there, the first princess you meet is Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie. Wake me up in 25 minutes. Mackenzie has no idea who Cinderella is. No clue. Oh, really? She's never seen Cinderella, which me and my sister talked about this. We really need to remedy that and sit her down in yeah. front and, and, and in front of the TV and watch it. Um, 
So when she was meeting Cinderella, she was just kind of looking at her dress, but then she saw Elena across the room and was telling Cinderella, Elena, Elena. <laughs> and then Cinderella was like, yeah, you're going to go to her next. And mm. Cinderella was very gracious, even though Mackenzie had no clue who see, she was. I wish I wish I would have been there to see that because that kind of proves what I talked about earlier, where it's like, it's important that you can't just go to Disney with children and then, you know, expect them to feel magic, you know, when they meet someone where they haven't really met before on TV. So, that just goes to show like you really have to like a kid has to really have that ingrained who Mickey Minnie and all those other characters is for that to be meaningful or a meaningful experience for them. Do you think that is like the same way as an adult like to have that connection to Disney you have to have seen it as a child so it kind of like flows all the way? Well yeah it has to flow all the way but I mean don't you like you, you would be the best one to answer that because I didn't really grow up watching that so like when I saw when I saw Mickey and Minnie I was like I was just fascinated by the reaction that Mackenzie had, mm-hmm. not by seeing them also. So that's something that you'd have to answer. Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So then when Mackenzie met Elena, I mean, she was so excited. She was talking to her and Elena said to Cinderella that it was one of the first times that a child was more excited to see her than Cinderella. Oh, interesting. Which was super mind-blowing. Although it makes sense because a lot of people know who Cinderella is Mm -hmm. and know the character. Um, And Elena doesn't have a movie. She's just got a TV show on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I know who Elena is. Elena of Avalor. Still still don't know who that is. (laughs) I have to see a picture of Elena. She's one of the tallest princesses I've seen. She was taller than me in her heels, I feel like. Like, I don't know who Doc McStuffins was. Doc McStuffins is also a character. Yeah, but I didn't know who that was. Like, they were talking about it. Like, I was in line for Doc McStuffins. I had no idea what this what this person looked like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I don't even know what I'm, who I'm looking for to show up. Yeah. I, knew it was, I just knew it was a doctor. <laughs> Somebody wearing a lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, after the meet and greet, we we didn't really do too much necessarily. We got caught in the rain. Yeah, we got stormed out for a while. Yeah, so they rode the carousel, which, but we did get stormed on for a little while. Which we ended up hiding out in where? In storybook treats. Yeah. Where they have delicious caramel apples and caramel popcorn and all kinds of delicious sweet treats. If you have to get rained out somewhere and you need to go inside somewhere, that's probably a good place to be why did you like it so much well they had like stuffed animals they had like life-size stuffed animals they had a bunch of cool stuff you could play with clothing obviously merchandise and then there was also food yeah like treats and snacks and stuff it was a solid uh a solid place to get stuck yeah it wasn't bad at all i mean it's better than being just under an awning you know in front of a ride or exactly outside of a building it was definitely ideal if we're Mm -hmm. not in a restaurant then actually this is better than a restaurant maybe because it has the merchandise. Mm-hmm. Disney plans that. Mm-hmm. They probably strategically plan the rain. Like, let's let's huddle all these people into the <laughs> store, yeah. buy stuff. Maybe not, but maybe. What else did we do at Magic Kingdom? Remember anything else? No. Yeah, I think that was pretty much it for the day. And then we went back to the vacation home to do cake and sing happy birthday. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a great way to start off the weekend. And then the next day came. And then Saturday came. And we're all still super tired Mm -hmm. (laughs) on Saturday. And we went to Epcot. We went to Epcot and it was really, it was so much more crowded than Magic Kingdom was. Yeah, it was super packed. It was, it was really, really crowded. And we saw that like right when we saw the parking lot. Yeah. I think we noticed how packed it was going to be. Yeah, we already knew from the parking lot that it was going to be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Um... The first thing we did was go ride Finding Nemo and visit the Living Seas Aquarium. Which, that was pretty cool. You had talked about the the specifics of the queue, which I would have never figured out um, if you hadn't told me, you know, well, the first half of the queue, you're on the beach, and then you get to the second part of the queue, and then you're submerged underwater. I would have never, like, I don't think I've ever really put that two together. You become the size of a fish. Yeah. Oh, it was overgrown? I didn't notice that. Did everything become bigger? 
Well, I guess you don't become the size of a fish, but you become a fish. Oh, okay. Well, there are fish that are bigger than you. So, yes, you did become a fish. (laughs) Anyway, so, and then we rode... In clamshells. So then we rode in in the clamshells. And the interesting interesting thing about this ride was the... uh, the technology used for the like what seemed like augmented reality so on a screen that was it was a on a window that was a, like a viewing thing for the aquarium so richie's talking at the end of the ride when <laughs> i describe this you actually do see the characters from finding nemo in the actual living seas tanks yes and what kind of, it's like an augmented reality that's becoming very, very mainstream now. You can get it on your phone and, and everything. But it was there. Yes. In the ride. It was there in the ride. And it blew your mind. It did. Because I just felt like, you know, I, I hadn't seen that really before. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's in, there it's in other places, but, and then how long has that been there? You know, like, a, like where, where that's, that type of technology has been embedded in Disney. And, you know, we didn't have, like, now we're just now getting into our phones. Like, everyone's going to be able to have that type of augmented reality thing on our phones. So, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I've always loved that effect at the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then how did you like the aquarium? The aquarium was cool. Um, they had a really, really big Bruce in there, which I was f- quite fond of. The Bruce statue, like the Bruce play playground. Yeah, that's that's molded to be his giant head. Yeah, that thing was cool. But other than that, I mean, they had like a manatee and stuff there, which was cool because it said like on the sign why the manatee was there. Like one was like injured and one was an orphan. And they had sea turtles and sharks yeah. and dolphins. But it wasn't anything like I guess crazy. I mean, it was crazy to me because I just ha- did not know that that existed at Disney. But, you know, once I was inside and saw it, I think that, you know, it was just like a, a small aquarium. Yeah. But but it's just crazy to know that it's there at Disney that, you know, they have an aquarium with sharks and turtles and stuff. And that's where they did that, the tours of the... Um, where you can go scuba diving yeah, and snorkeling. Which I still 100% not do. Even after seeing it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it. I'm not going in that water with those sharks. Okay. Even, not, even the turtle. I'm not swimming with a turtle. The turtle is yeah. harmless. Yeah, but you don't know if that thing can bite you and just not let go and just like take you down. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm not doing any of that Where stuff. Where's the thing? Anyways, you'll be watched, but whatever. Yeah. All right. So after we left the Living Seas area, we went over to the land, mm-hmm. and there we got a little bit of a snack at Sunshine Seasons, but we didn't want to eat too much because food and wine, obviously, was was there so we didn't want to stuff our faces yeah um and then we rode the uh ride living with the land yes always my favorite it's it's just spectacular yeah i was it never gets old i was really trying to figure that one out because you know i I even asked like it and i and this was a shocking thing like I see you enjoying it, and then your um, and then Michelle, your sister-in-law, was sitting on the other side of me, and I just saw her, like I just saw her, like just sitting there, and I, you know, obviously, I, um, I, I can really tell what the emotion was, so I asked, like, oh, like, um, you know, like, I think I asked something along the lines of, like, oh, like, what do you think about this ride or something like that? And she was like, it's my absolute favorite, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what is going on here? I don't know. That I still don't really get. Like, I, I wouldn't do that ride. You know more than once if if i didn't know like like if i wasn't you know part of this disney family i don't think i would like ride that often and enjoy it what about it makes it not repeatable for you personally i don't know i guess it's like i don't know I and mean, i just think of rides it's just like it just seems like a boring ride <gasps> where like they just tell you about the rainforest and how you know like it's the same thing like just to me the way that stays interesting is if like it gets switched up, like the knowledge and the things that you hear about it, because you hear really interesting stuff about how, you know, we're trying to save the earth and what we're doing and what's happening and stuff like that. But to do that same thing over and over and over again, when it's like, it's not crazy, interesting information, it's hard for me to like stay hooked on it and hooked with it. So like, it doesn't, it doesn't hook me. 
you know? Well, the plants in the greenhouse change. Yeah, but then, but then, like, you really have to know them, right? Like, you really have to know what was there before. Where did the sunflowers go? In order to feel, like, what that change was, which, you know, I saw that they changed part of it to, like, read something else. They put up, like, little Mickeys and stuff, which that was really cool. But I think the the -the behind-the-scenes tour would be very interesting, though, because I'm sure you'd learn, like, a ton more than just being on the ride, which is funny because I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, this, this might be how they get you in terms of, yeah, here's a sneak peek like into it, but like the money like maker is when you do the tour after you've already bought a ticket to get in, you do the mm-hmm. tour, and that's where you will probably really learn and, and really like be able to enjoy that that attraction. I mean it would be interesting to see if like if you take this tour and then your appreciation for the ride itself, maybe not like the initial part where it's just the dioramas of of scenes and whatnot. Yeah. But then you can finally be like, wow, this is pretty cool. Oh, they did change the sunflowers. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to like enjoy it as much as YouTube did. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of my go-tos. If I'm, if I'm at Epcot, I'm going to ride this ride, mm-hmm. um, no matter what the weight. I mean, if the weight's like, you know, no matter what the weight, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after living with the land, we went over to the Imagination Pavilion, where we mm-hmm. met Figment. Yes. And that was my first encounter with Figment. Yes, who was a famous Disney character in the parks. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you think of the ride? The ride was cool. Um, I thought I thought it was going to be, like, I don't know, man. Just I, I feel like that ride has a lot of potential, <laughs> and I hope it gets renovated soon. There's rumors that it might be. I think it's outdated. Mm -hmm. And I think that with the amount of things that can be done now to cater to senses can, should be like implemented on that ride. Cause it has a lot of potential. Like it was cool. Like they did the thing where you smell something and like, you know, eye games and stuff. I don't know. I think that it was, uh, it was cool. I think it's a cool concept, but I think that it has like, it has untapped potential. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of um, people actually prefer the original. Like Disney people, they prefer oh, so that the original. That wasn't the... Uh, it was renovated already once? Yeah. Many, 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 many years ago, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know what it was like, the other one? The other one... Do you remember the last scene where you have the bright light and then all of a sudden all of these different moving yeah. parts are revealed? It was similar to that. Okay. The whole ride, though. Okay. Yeah. And there was kind of a... a different storyline to go with it um but it was a lot of disney people prefer that version to what's there now Mm -hmm. which i don't mind this version i i i like it i think it's fun i don't like the upside down room it it made you play with your mind (laughs) (laughs) maybe a little uncomfortable i don't know i don't like that okay i would uh i would have sped through that one if i was driving (laughs) all right well after we left the Imagination Pavilion, we started to embark on food and wine stuff. Mm-hmm. So the main uh, pavilions or uh, what do they call them? What are they called? Africa. What are they called? Countries. No. Yes. They're called countries. Continents. No. Yeah, no. Stages. What are they called? Pavilions. Okay. Well, we'll call them countries. Well, oh, Africa is a continent. So Facts. Yes. <laughs> so we went to the Odyssey for craft beers. We went to India and got one of everything. We also went to Africa, got one of everything. Wine flight from Spain. I tried the M-Hop, which is made by the Hanson brothers, who sing the classic M-Bop, but it's M-Hop. <laughs> okay. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> It's more of the novelty, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And then we got rained on a whole lot more. We got rained on more. We did experience, which is fairly joyful for me, um, in the American uh, stage, Mm -hmm. pavilion. Mm -hmm. What are we calling it? Country? The uh, American Adventure. Yeah. So I was delighted by the uh, singing group named... Voices of Liberty. They were wonderful. And there's... So they sing a cappella in... Uh, the center of this building that has like a dome at the top which is supposed to enhance like their voices and the music and the melodies and stuff that was really cool if you get a chance make sure you see that 
and it was a pre-show to the uh, American Adventure. American Adventure, which uh, for me was also known as Nap Time. Oh, <laughs> oh Ricard. Because I went to sleep. Yeah. I was tired though. That was when I was like starting to get dizzy now. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, it happened that early. It happened then, but then I I think I rejuvenated then, and then we tried to get back on it. Yeah. You know, something that I neglected to mention, when we were in the Mexico Pavilion, there was a Donald meet and greet. Oh yeah, that was another one. Which, like I said a little bit earlier, who knew Mackenzie loved Donald so much? Mm -hmm. As much as she loves Minnie, I would say. And she was just delighted. Yeah, that was a wonderful, uh, wonderful experience. Donald's definitely her favorite. I know. I wonder why, though. Because he's like a grump and he's like... No. So my theory is as to why I think she uh, gravitated and was more excited about Donald is I think he was the character that was the least human-like while still being real. So, you know, like we spoke about Minnie, Mickey, Goofy, like they all fairly looked more human-like, even though obviously they had their character faces. But Donald Duck, you know, this blob of feathers with his <laughs> with his uh, duck feet you know like and obviously just being a big blue Donald I think that was like probably her like I think being non so non-human like was what really captivated her attention and it's very interesting like she had this humongous smile on her face and then she would just stand there and talk her toddler talk yeah. to him and you know obviously like we don't know what she's trying to communicate yeah. um, but she just went on and on and on to Donald. Yeah, full-blown conversation. Yeah, and I wish that Donald would respond more, of course, but nobody knows what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So Epcot, all in all, was a great day. Another day with a character meet and greet, mm -hmm. which is, like you were saying, is really, really a treat when you have like a kid who really responds to the characters because they love them already. Yeah. Yeah. So, next day. Sunday, the last day, we went to Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. It was really hot, yeah, it was really crowded. I mean, it was it was packed. Yeah, but we I think we still had a good time for the time that we were there. We only really spent a half day there because um, we had to drive home that afternoon. And that is not a half day park, so don't get it twisted. No, it's definitely not a half day park. <laughs> I'm glad you realized that. Yeah, I just wanted to show that I knew what a half day park was. <laughs> Because I learned that yeah, on this podcast. Yeah. No, it's it's transformed into something that's bigger bigger than other parks at this yeah. point. Like, it's literally huge, and there's so much to do mm -hmm. that we really didn't even get to do very much while we no, were there. No, we only did two things, really, if you think about it. Yeah. So the first thing we did was another meet and greet. Yeah. This time we're meeting Mickey and Minnie. And something I want to point out, if you go to the meet and greet for Mickey and Minnie in Animal Kingdom, in the queue is super cool. It has pictures of Mickey and Minnie on their travel adventures. Yeah. And they are super fun. I'm going to try to post them um, in the next few weeks on Instagram so you can check them out. Mm -hmm. But they, Mickey and Minnie have better travel adventures than all of us. Yes, they 100%. do. 100%. They do. Yeah. It was real. The cues, that was really, that's probably the coolest pictures I think I've seen of them too. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's probably, I mean, I don't, obviously I don't know much of what cues and other pictures of Mickey and Minnie are, but that might be the best collection of their photos. What do you think? Like, oh, you, I totally agree. Like, Cause do, it's not have you just, seen better? Um, I, I, I don't think better is the right word. I think they're the most interesting photos that mm -hmm. I've ever seen of Mickey and Minnie because it's a total departure from you know, the traditional Mickey and Minnie in front of the castle yeah. or anything like that. It was just really, really a fun collection. Like, it looked like it was the pictures that they would have at their house. Yeah, exactly. On all their walls. Exactly. Like, it looked like, it was like if we were going through their house, which I wonder if that's, like, what it was meant to be like, but... I bet so, because, yeah. fun fact, in Magic Kingdom, there used to be a replica using air quotes mm -hmm. of Mickey Mouse's house and that's where the meet and greet was mm -hmm. and you okay. walk through literally what was Mickey's house yeah. to meet Mickey Interesting. so maybe they are trying to give that vibe at least in this meet and greet Yeah. Mm -hmm. but it was a ton of fun when we met them they were dressed in their safari gear 
and they were just ready to hang out with us and take pictures for a little bit. Yeah, that was cool. Another thing, they also, like you were saying, they don't really rush you through mm-hmm. the meet and greet. They really want you to have your time, get your photos. Yeah. Yeah. The group in front of us was all adults meeting Mickey and Minnie. How did? What do you think about that? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I got. I didn't see any other. That was probably the only group I saw. I mean, I didn't look around a lot, but in that one line, I didn't see a lot of other adults that were um, that were in that line, and they were like super foreign. Like they were not. I don't think they were American. Like I don't know if you've heard them talk the language that they were speaking, but they weren't from America. And I'm wondering if, you know, they were just there trying to get all the experiences, but they I don't probably know. were, which I mean, definitely might happen when we're in Japan. Like they have characters in Japan that they don't have in America to meet and greet. Yeah. So we might have to do something like that where just because we want to have the experience, mm-hmm. but anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know what you're asking exactly, but I'm, uh, I'm not sure if, like, as an adult, I would enjoy a meet and greet if I'm not with children. Yeah, you personally, I feel like. But I think other people definitely would. Like me. (laughs) Yeah. So after we left the meet and greet, we walked over to the Africa area. And our intention was to go to use a fast pass that we had for Kilimanjaro safaris. But we had a large group and we all didn't have fast passes. So we were checking out the standby line. 125 minute wait for the safari so we decided to forego that experience for the moment and we went to harambe market to eat instead yes one of my favorite areas in animal kingdom is harambe it's just so awesome and super immersive also they have great food there it's well themed very well themed the music's great it's it's a wonderful time when we were coming back um on the train i remember like overhearing so, like a gentleman was like man the theming of this place is amazing and he was just talking about like the that little side pocket of stuff that's like in between the train and the eating area mm-hmm. like he was like pointing at that like talking to his son you know this grown man talking to his son which i think was probably like 17 and i was just talking about how amazing like the detail was of like the theming so oh, it definitely is i mean think about just the posters that are meant to look like They've been there a little bit too long mm. and that they've, they're worn. I yeah. mean, all of that is in the theming and it's yeah. just, it's really wonderful. Um, after Harambe Market, we went to Rafiki's Planet Watch where we met the one, the only Doc McStuffins. Yes. Who you now know what, what she looks like. Yeah, because I was second in line <laughs> to wait for her. To wait for Doc McStuffins. Yes, um, by myself. I wonder if people judged me. I was just there like a grown man second in line in between one family in front of me with her two little daughters and one woman behind me with her one daughter and just me with my book bag you said that people thought you weren't in line i know (laughs) i got skipped that's why i was second i was second because i was actually first in line and then i got skipped by a family who was like this guy's definitely not in line i'm gonna get in line and just be in front of him (laughs) and just being a nice gentleman that i am i didn't say anything so i let them have that but i was supposed to be first but i was second so Anyway, um, yeah. So there was also a petting zoo that we went to, and tell tell us again the story about Pa, our grandmother. So she had like a straw like um, hat to block the sun out, and she was wearing a we- she was I'm not wearing she was in a wheelchair. Yeah, she was in a wheelchair. Um, like so, you know, she can be more mobile, obviously, with with the with the group. And she had the little uh, she had the little straw hat in her lap, and I guess the goats thought it was food. So, like, when she came rolling through, we just saw, like, you know, three goats just kind of, like, start, like, like you know, Eyeing her. prancing towards her. And then, like, <laughs> and then, like, and then they just started nibbling on her hat. And it's, no, like, she's like, no, no. And I'm like, what's happening? We're like, it's the hat. It's the hat. Give me the hat. Get the hat away. So I took the hat. And then um, she was really upset that all the, the farm animals loved her so much. Yeah, so that was that was cool. But um that was uh, that was fun. Yeah. Her getting attacked by the uh, by the animals. 
Yeah. And then after Rafiki's Planet Watch, we did go back to the main area on the train, which I do love that train ride as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where Richie and I parted ways with the group so we could go home. Richie really wanted to go to the Nomad Lounge and get a passion fruit iced tea. With vanilla bean. With vanilla bean syrup. I think it's fire. Like, I'll never not go to Animal Kingdom and not get that. Yeah. So uh, we got one to go. Yeah, I got two. No, you got two to go. Yeah. You did. Well, one was kind of for there and then one was to go. But yeah, I got two of those things. <laughs> Fire most. I, the iced tea was amazing. Yeah. And then we left. Yeah. Um, it was a, a great, great weekend. And I think it was a fun experience for the two of us because we got to see firsthand what it's like to travel with, to Disney with a toddler, mm -hmm. which that's a new experience for me because Mackenzie is the first toddler in our family. Yes. So it was just a blast and I think that probably the best thing that you were or you that we did was the character meet and greets and yeah. just the pure joy that you could see you know across a child's face like so much excitement that she just couldn't contain it like literally yeah. like she had she balled up her hands and fists because she yeah. had nowhere to put that energy like I wonder though I, I don't I don't think Disney does a good job at talking about how awesome that is like character meet and greets? Yeah. Hmm. Like, they, there should be, like, a message, you know, like, before every, like, Disney thing or just even a commercial saying, like, hey, parent, like, do you want to, have like, let your kid have the best time ever? Make them watch Disney, you know, for a couple months and then take them to Disneyland and you're welcome. Like, that's what the, the commercial should just be. And you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> because it just, I don't know, I feel like... And I think that kids grow up, I mean, like me, myself, like, I don't know if I ever went through that or whatever, but think about all the other kids that are growing up, never have gone through this, you know, like this awesome, like amazing experience that you have, like they should be doing a better job at like promoting that. Yeah. I mean, suggestion box. Yes. Yes. Okay. Box in Japan. Wow. Ricard, well, it was such a fun weekend yeah. and it's going to be an even crazier two weeks. Yes. So, um, that was a lovely episode. We now have to go pack uh, for our flight that's in a couple hours to Japan, where we will take a fun journey to Tokyo Disney. So tune in for that trip report and possible episode there. But uh, if you're listening on iTunes, don't forget to please, we'd appreciate a, uh, a rating on there. Uh, let us Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. And we're on Instagram at DisneyWTF.radio. And Twitter. I had a new Twitter friend. I forgot his name, though. Well, you have a new Twitter friend. We, we both have Twitter friends. Yeah. We have friends. We have friends on Twitter now. And you can also find us on medium.com backslash DisneyWTF. Yes. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today and just reviewing our trip report. It was fun to relive it for the last hour or, yes. or so. <laughs> and... <laughs> We hope to see you guys next time. Again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. Goodbye.